today, uh, we have the, the pleasure, the honor, to be able to dive back into God's Word as a family. And so, um, we get started. Um, it is hot. <laughs> and those of you who know me know I am a sweater. Um, I, I, I sweat. Um, I, I sleep with a fan on, uh, on high. Amen. <laughs> AC on, low. Amen. I like popsicles. I like to see, I, I want it cold. Amen. And I thank God for AC. And it's amazing to me, you know, people, I understand. I understand. I get it. Amen. Smud. I get it. I get it. But the way my God, the way our relationship is set up, he blessed me, he blessed me with AC. He blessed me with AC. He blessed me with AC. Amen. Uh, same in my vehicle. There's AC in there. If it works, I'm going to run it. I don't know about you, if I have AC in my vehicle and it's 105, I'm going to run it. <laughs> Amen. 107. She corrected me. She likes to have the windows up and talk before we start the car. You know, you know how we got to leave and Erica likes to have a conversation with the windows up. Car not start, you know, on start. AC not blowing. And she wanted to talk about, you, was, you like service? Um, I did, but the way my... The way my body is set up, I need, if you roll the window down, we can talk about it a little bit more, amen? Um, but in all seriousness, I want to thank you. I want to thank Erica for putting up with me. Um, I want to thank you for dealing with me. Uh, we've been going through some difficult times, but God is good, um, and he's still uh, working with us and working through us, amen? Um, so let's get into this text. So last week, uh, we were in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, um, and I just also, this morning, anybody... Anybody just, like, you ever think your phone charging is not? Like, you ever just, you, you be like, man, I'm about to, oh, what? The whole night? The whole night, though? Like, you, I didn't get 1%? Okay. That's how we doing? And then you want to blame the devil? Like, <laughs> devil, I see you just acting up already. Satan. Like, yesterday, I thought I needed a charger because I had, I was moving the couch and so I plug my phone in, and I've been having some issues with my phone, like, not charging. I'm like, oh, I got to buy another charger. It just wasn't plugged into the outlet. Like, so sometimes you got to just use wisdom. God, you know, God gives us wisdom. Amen. So plug your phones in, make sure they're in the wall before you start complaining about needing a charger, how you ain't got no money, and how, the, you know, the AC is high, and you can't afford a charger because you run the AC. So you got, God just, anyway. All right, so 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 through 7. Uh, just read this rule with me. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. Uh, to another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one in the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So last week, uh, we, as we go through this real quick, I want to bring everybody up to speed. So we've got some new faces in the building. So we've been systematically going through the book of Corinthians. This, this letter that uh, Paul the Apostle has written to the Corinthian church. And he's addressing these issues that the body is having. The body of Christ. Amen. And so last week we looked at this. 
And Paul was addressing some confusion amongst the uh, Corinthian church concerning the displaying of the Holy Spirit, the displaying of the gifts, if you will, and uh, making sure the Corinthian church knew that these gifts were one of, from God, that, that one God, one Spirit, and they were for the common good of the Corinthian church. They were for the body of Christ. Affirming that there was a variety of dis- displaying spirits, uh, displaying spirit, uh, the Spirit of God distributes as He determines. So the Holy Spirit, He gives to you as He determines. You know what, Sister Stephanie, this gift I'm going to give to you, I think that this is the best gift for you. So He gives as He determines, as He determines. Amen? I uh, note that there is no spiritual shopping cart. You can't get on Amazon and say, you know what, let me get one of them uh, prophecies. Let me get one of them. Let me get one of those for, you know, $2.99. Let me get, it doesn't work that way. God distributes the gifts according to what he and how he sees fit. And too often, we get caught up in trying to operate in somebody else's gift. Too often, we get up in trying to operate in somebody else's gift. But God has given us a gift that we're not utilizing for the common good of the believers. So the Corinthians were distracted and focused on uh, esteeming some of the gifts, tongues particular, uh, and not focusing on the common good of the Corinthian church, the common good of the body. And see, if I could just be honest with you, um, sometimes I'm like the Corinthian church, right? You know, like the Corinthian church, they was over there, you know, esteeming certain gifts and want to be a certain way. I'm the Corinthian church. That's me. Sometimes I want to operate in somebody else's gift, like singing. Like singing. If I, I wish... I sometimes I sit back and I see Gene sing. I'm like, ooh, if I, if Lord, if you could just bless me one time with just a little bit of anointing on the, on the, on the vocals, the way I would glorify you would be on another level. And he said, boy, shut up. I just called you to preach. If you would just preach and teach on the level that I've, come on now. If you would just do what I've called you to do, do the gifts that I've given you instead of trying to operate in somebody else's gift. So the Corinthian church was trying, they were distracted. They were focused on it, and a lot of them, they were, you know, getting on the, in the, the tongues. Everybody wanted to speak in tongues. Everybody wanted to speak in tongues. And so Paul was addressing this confusion. And, some like, and sometimes, like the Corinthian church, I want to operate in somebody else's gift. Um, and to take it even further, to not display your gift, to not display your gift is to dis- disrupt the body of Christ. For James, for you to not operate in the gift that God has given you, you are disrupting the body of Christ. Oh, it's quiet. Amen. That's good. Because that's what, how I was when I read it. I was like, ooh, you talking to me. All right? So for me to not preach is to disrupt the body. For me to hold on to my gift and say, I'm not going to share my gift is to disrupt the body. And guess what? That works against the common good of City Church Sacramento. So as we're looking at the Corinthian church, I want us to be also looking at the parallel to City Church and examining ourselves. Amen? Amen. To not operate in this uh, displaying of God's spirit is to hinder not only ourselves, but the body of Christ. I want you to meditate on that. For you to not heal, for you not to prophesy, for you not to use that wisdom for you not to use that gift of service is to hinder the body of Christ. 
And Paul was making sure that it was crystal clear with the Corinthian church that this was not to be. There shouldn't have been no esteeming of gifts over another because they're from God. They're from God and they're not of you. Amen. So one of the things that I seen this, this, this quote just spoke to me, showing the spirit is what church is all about. Showing the spirit is what church is all about. We know that displaying God's spirit is about the common good of the believers, our gifts of displaying the spirit, right? So there's different variations, gift of tongue, prophecy, interpretation. These, these gifts are for the common good of the believers. We have specifically been given to us a gift for the purpose of building up the body of Christ. So think about that. God has given you a gift, a specific gift, a specific gift that he wants you to utilize to build up the body of Christ. See, sometimes we think that the gift that we have is to build ourselves up. Right? So it's like, oh, I can teach, I can preach, so therefore, God's going to take me and move me up. In reality, God's saying, no, I've given you this gift so that you can elevate the body. Right. Amen? Amen? So you singing, you praise dancing, right? You serving is to elevate the body. You serving is to elevate the body. So I want you all to think about this. this is a question I had to ask myself. I want you to answer right now. But does your gift, you working through the Spirit, does your Spirit point people to Christ? Amen, amen. I'm going to take that as we're reflecting right, right now. We're doing some assessing in our lives. Does your Spirit, when people meet you, do people think about God? Do people see something different or unique about you? Not because your hair is nice. Not because you have a nice smile. But there's that glow, if you will, because of who you belong to. So I want you to think about, think about that on your ride home. You know, when you come into work, do people, like, is there something that, am I attractive to people? Or do I turn people off because of my spirit, because of my nature, because of my attitude? Or do I make people excited? Do I make people happy? Do they smile or they can't wait to see me? See, one of my favorite uh, verses in the Bible is in, uh, in, in the book of Romans. And Paul was talking to the Roman church. He said, I long to see you, Josh, that I may impart some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is what? That we may be mutually encouraged by one another's faith. See, as the believers, as us, the common good for us coming into this building on this hot Sunday, the fact that we made it in this building is going to mutually encourage your brother or your sister. Because I see you, you see me, and we're like, amen, we're here. God is good. Through all the hell we went through this week, God is still able. Amen? So I long to see you that I may impart some spiritual gift. That is that we may be mutually encouraged. It's not nothing, me laying on no hands. It's just, I see you, you see me, we here. And we know what we've been through this week because maybe we tapped in and said, I don't know, I got one, they got one more time. <laughs> they got one more time. But God, but God. And so the Corinthian church has some of these issues, but Paul is making sure they understand. 
So I, I, I seen this quote. I seen this quote and it, I wanted to read it to you. It says, this church was rich in gifts, but there were many things scandalously out of order in it. Now concerning these spiritual gifts, that is the extraordinary powers they had received from the spirit, the apostle tells them he would not, that he would not have them ignorant either of their origin or use. They came from God and were to be used for him. It would lead them far astray if they were ignorant of the one or the other of these. Right? So what was he talking about? So in this commentary, this quote is talking about Paul wanted to make sure that the Corinthian church understood that these gifts, these miraculous powers, these experiences that they were, they were, they were going on in their lives were from God. They were from God. One thing that uh, also, and I think it's very provocative and both beautiful at the same time, is that these were believers. Let that sink in. These were believers. Why is that so standard? Why is that so provocative? Because that lets me know as a church, as a body, as an individual, I got issues. And just like I got issues, this is not uncommon to the people of God. Paul had to address the issues. And unfortunately, fast forward to here we are today, 2019, and some of these same issues are still going on. Which lets us know that God knows us. And so he took this word and says that it's not only for the Corinthian church, but it's for you. It's for churches to come that who are going to experience these miraculous powers, right? And start feeling themselves and thinking it's about them. And he got to no, it's not about you. As much as you would like it to be. Now, don't get me wrong. As much as it's about you, it's not about you. Which brings us to our theme today. This is what we're about to get into the text. As much as it's about you, it's not about you. The Corinthian church got caught up in themselves and thinking that it was about them and about how good they looked and about how uh, the, the miraculous powers that they had. But Paul had to address and let them know that it's not about them. And I think that it's, again, that it's, it's so beautiful that, again, these, there were some scandalous things that were going on within the body, but God was still showing up and letting them know that I love you. But look, you have it all twisted. You have it wrong. Let me correct you and love and let you know this is, should be the order. So all throughout this letter, this love letter that Paul is writing to the Corinthian church, he's talking, he has to continue to address the division within the body. He has to address the division within the body. Fast forward, 2019. He has to address the division within the body. Now on a global scale, right, because we can't get it together, but also in our small scale, such as city church, there can arise some division when we're not aligned with the Holy Spirit. Because I'm trying to sing and I need to be preaching. I'm, tr trying, I'm trying to sing and I should be preaching. I should be preaching, but I want to go out and, and be security. I want to go watch the cars. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's not what God called me to do. So in our lives, we have to evaluate and assess what are some things that are going on in your life, right? What has God called you to do? What has God called you to do that you're not doing? Because it's, the word says that he distributes as he sees fit, as he determines. And this is the beautiful thing about it. The God that we serve, 
as far as I know, it says that he knows everything. God knows everything. So therefore, the gift that he's giving you is the best gift for you. Let that settle in. The gift that God has given you is the best gift for you. He didn't give me the, the gift of, of singing because that's, that's not for me. Right? He said, I want you to teach. That's going to be yours. I, I want you to preach. That's, that's going to be your gift. Operate in that. But too often, we want to do what we see somebody else doing. And now I want to go. I, I would like to go work on cars. Yeah, I would, that's my gift. I want to go. No, just do what God has called you to do. Do what God has called you to do. And it's a blessing if we operate in what God has called us to do because some of us, right, like working with kids. I work with young people. Everybody can't do that. Amen. Amen. Everybody shouldn't do that. If that is not your gift, leave that to the professionals. DeAndre, Jabrilla, myself, Gene, right, Isabel, Shay. Leave that to the people who actually enjoy young people. Not to say that y'all don't like kids, but I, I get it. Amen. Because that, if you operate in your gift, right, you, it, imagine you don't have that gift of working with young people. You can't relate. You got an attitude. You don't know how to connect. They looking at you. You looking at them. It's, it's uncomfortable. And as educators, we know the most, one of the most uncomfortable things is having somebody come in and work with kids who doesn't want to work with kids. And they try to force themselves through it like, hey, kid. <laughs> How you doing? What's your name? It's not a puppy. It's a human. How you doing? Want some snacks? Like, good boy, good girl. No, that's not the, the human. Hey, how you doing? My name's like everybody. That's but that's my gift, right? And I had to learn this the hard way because I would see people come in and I'm like trying to get people to work with kids, and I'm like, you know what? After it's just maybe this just isn't for you maybe like I think right and then what happens if we put them somewhere else maybe with some paperwork right you get in front of a computer screen and they get all their work done and they're like anything else oh this is what this is your gift this is your purpose you're operating and functioning within your purpose so therefore things are now getting accomplished but when I was, you were operating in yourself and trying to do something that was not for you, nothing was getting done. Or it was getting done, but barely. Right? So we have to remind ourselves, and everybody can't work with kids. Amen? Amen. Amen. Eric can tell you, my wife, she's, it's not her thing. She, she lets you know. And it's funny because some of the young people, the youth, when we were at our old church, they used to, Eric, you get this. She, mm-mm. Like, but you seem so, yeah, No. But I'm going to pray for you because that's my gift. I'll pray for you. And so this is what we need. We need people. We need to be like the Corinthian church in the sense of like when we understand and we start experiencing the power of our gift to walk in that. Because that's what's going to bless and help the common good of the church. So as much as it's about you, it's not about you. My trials, my challenges, my successes, my failures, my ups, my downs, they're not about me. But they are, right? There's this weird dynamic that takes place is that everything that I go through, it's, yeah, it's about me, it's happening to me, but at the same time, it's not for me. 
the experiences that I faced as a young person, the challenges, the obstacles, the good, the bad, the ugly. Now, as an educator, now I can look in retrospect and say, now I see why I went through what I went through. Because now I'm working with young people who are broken, who are hurt, who need hope. And at one point in my life, I was like them. And somebody poured into me. So as much as it's about you, it's not about you. If we look at Christ and how he modeled his life, it was most certainly about him, but it wasn't about him. Think about this, like walk with me for a moment. As much as it was about Christ, it wasn't about him. He was dying for who? Who? Like say it like you proud of like who? Yeah, right? Like he's like us. Like, like he died for who? Us. Amen. He, he, for me, right? He died for me. So it's everything that he endured, all the good, the bad, being mocked, being beaten, being spit upon, being hung on a cross, being buried. And it was for him. But it was also for us. So we see this duality within our lives that is, as we're going through things and God is allowing us to go through things, just as Job, right, went through a lot of things. But it was, it was for Job, but it was also for us. Because now we look at Job's life, we look at the life of Christ, and we say, wow, how did they endure? How did they go through? It was nothing but the power of the Spirit. Which spirit? The one spirit. The one spirit. So these are the three points I want you to take down. So just because if you like me sometimes, like just get to the point. This is what I want. I mean, we got some more stuff, but if you just want the three points, here we go. All right, so one spirit, many manifestations, right? One spirit, many manifestations, meaning what? One spirit, but many gifts. One spirit, one gift, uh, many gifts. Diversity shouldn't equal division, but unity. Division, right, right. Diversity should not equal what? Diversity should not equal division. But it should bring unity. Because there's this beautiful thing that happens when we all come from different walks of life and different experiences and we're working together for our common good. So that's point two. And then number three, you need to examine yourself. Not not your neighbor. Not the elbow. (laughs) This is for you right here. We know how we like to do. I've been there. You're like, ooh, ooh, did you hear that? I said, did you hear that? That's a word. <laughs> Examine yourself. You know how we like to do. You're like, ooh, he's talking to somebody. <laughs> Amen. I don't know who he's talking to, but he's talking. The spirit is moving. <laughs> So examine your last part. I want you to examine yourself as we go through through this. Examine yourself. Examine yourself. Now we're going to get into it, all right? So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 12 through 14. Just as a body through, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. For we all were baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jew, Gentile, slave, or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now we about to, whew, now we about to get into it. We've been given one spirit, one body, many members. 
one spirit, one body, many members. Now, Paul was, uh, again, educating the Corinthian church on the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And then we need to, again, address what are those manifestations? Um, speaking uh, spiritual wisdom, miraculous signs, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, discernment, faith, prophecy. Now, Paul, now at this point, is about to connect all the dots. It is important to note that the Corinthians were pagans. So before, they were uh, uh, believers. They were pagans. They used to go to different gods for different things. You have an issue with fertility? Let's go to the fertility God. You got some issues with your finance? Let's go to the finance God, right? So what they come to realize is that, wait, there's, there's one God? He, he can supply all, all my needs? I don't have to bounce over here and bounce over here? Just one body? Yeah, many parts. One body, many, and, and so Paul is about to break this down. So again, those are the spiritual manifestations. And again, we have to remember that the Holy Spirit, he is wise. He, he knows what's best for us. He knows what's best. For, he loves us. He wants to build up the body. He says, that, and if he gives you the spirit of prophecy, the gift of prophecy, you should prophesy because that's what's best for the body. If he give you the gift of tongues, right, you should speak in, because that's the gift that he's given you, right? And so when we think about this, it's, it's so important that we understand and we see that God has addressed it all. Addressed it so, like I said earlier, because sometimes I want to operate in somebody else's gift, right? You, as you read the Bible, tell me, I know I'm not the only one who said, oh, if I could just raise somebody from the dead, right? And sometimes it, it, it Meaning good. It can be one for show, but in another, like, because you miss somebody. You miss, like, today, seven years, my, grandma, my grandmother's been going, so we, like, if I could just raise her up, speak to her one last time. Not because I want to build up City Church, but because I want to do this. So we have to be mindful. So Paul's like, that's not what it's about. It's about the body. It's about Christ. One spirit, one body, many forms. And if we operate in our gift, that's what builds up the body. And see, at the church, when they had the miraculous signs and they were raising people from the dead, there were others who were doing stuff just to be seen, who were working wonders because they want to look good, right? And so us, city church, we need to make sure that we're working in one accord with the spirit and aligning ourselves with God. Different manifestations, but same spirit. Wisdom, same spirit. Prophecy, same spirit. Tongue, same spirit. This is a beautiful illustration. We're about to get into it. Now he says what? There is the body. One body, different functions. If you go back to uh, chapter 18 of, of the book of Acts, when the Corinthian church, when Paul had baptized the Corinthians, he, he addresses this and he, when they were baptized through the spirit. One spirit. And they began to experience the illumination, the, these, uh, the, the variations of the, work, of the spirit working. Note, there should be unity and harmony within Christ. There should be unity and harmony within Christ. Anytime you see division, we clicked up, we tripping, we having issues, you can rest assured we operate in ourselves. Amen. We're operating in ourselves. Oh, I, I'm not talking to you. Oh, no, I'm not, not, I'm not messing with you no more because you got me messed up because you said, I heard that you said 
that when you was, what, what? And you weren't even there. But that's what I heard. And the person I heard it from, they heard it. And they don't, when they hear stuff, they don't be hearing anything. They always hear the truth. Oh, okay. This is the type of people, right, that God is dealing with. Thank God he's, he's so gracious. He's patient. He works with us. He's like, I know, I know. And that's why he gives these, these gifts, because he's like, I, you can't do it on your own. Because it was left up. That Some of us would have left. Some of us would have left City Church. If we leave it to ourselves, you know what? I just, this is the last time they're going to talk to me this time. This is the last time I'm setting up by myself. This is the last time I'm be outside greeting people by myself. This is the last time if we're operating in ourselves. But when we understand that the gift that God has given us is not about us, it's not as much as it's about you, it's not about you, you endure, you go through. You come to church, 105. Why? Because as much as it's about me, it's not about me. I'm a piece to the puzzle. So we look at... Um, but going back to the text, we fast forward to today. There's still division within the body, but God is working through us. Amen? God is working through us. Now, Paul breaks it down. This is so beautiful. This is so eloquent. And it's just, I mean, it's, it's not even that deep, but it is. Like, because I was like, when I read this, I was like, oh, that's good. But like, it's not even that deep. But God, you so like, you tight, like you raw, like you raw with it. Now, if the foot should say, now look, this is what the Corinthians, uh, Paul is addressing the Corinthians, right? They got division, they got issues, and he says to them, look, now if the fish should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. And if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? Oh, this is good. If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the, in the body, every one of them, just as he had wanted them to be. Let me read that. Just as he wanted them to be. Yeah. Not what you want it to be, because you know how we start tripping and I want to. Anyway, just as he wanted them to be, if they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Many parts, one body. Paul breaks it down. Look, Corinthians, y'all tripping. Let me take it. Let me, let me get lost in the sauce. Let me, this is what it is. It's not all about the gifts. Let me break it down. He says, look, one body, many parts. The gifts, are for the, the gifts are for the body of Christ. The gifts are for the body of Christ. You speaking in tongues, it's for the gift of the body. It's for the body, right? You prophesying, it's for the body, right? So think about this. When people come into city church, when people come into a church, together and people are operating in their gifts like today like if I was everywhere people would be like oh just it's just one person just every he gonna do everything or if I was up there singing and I jumped down now I'm preaching I got back up now I'm praying people looking like okay that's cool but I this is just something's not right all these people in here nobody gonna help them out so there's many it's one body many parts so we're looking at how a city church operates. We have the praise team, and the praise team stays in the praise team lane, right? We got the young people. We got our, our, our children ministry. The children ministry is another lane, right? Our food, we deliver food. It's another lane, right? So when we think about we have different services, different ministries, but it's for the common good. It's for the common good, right? I could probably try and learn to play the guitar like Josh. 
I could probably try and learn, but I can't probably would never able to do it like him. Ever. Even though I might be deaf, like tone deaf, like I don't know what you're talking about. This is good. But we need to understand that God has given us a gift and when we operate, there's nothing like that. Us working together in unity, right? In harmony. So Paul breaks it down. Corinthian, we're becoming distracted by the works of the Holy Spirit. We do too. We get caught up. Ooh, that brother preached. He preached it. Ooh, he preached. Uh, that, yeah, that's good. And I'm going to tell everybody, because he preached. Don't nobody preach like my pastor preached. I'm not listening to nobody else because my pastor. Okay, that's cool. But you, you do know, you do know that that preaching, hopefully, that preaching is of God. From God. Through God. For the body. So, you know, that singing, oh, they can sing, can't nobody sing like, you do know that that voice comes from God, through God, for God, for the body. So when we understand, so Paul was letting them know that every, the Corinthian church, look, get it. I want you to understand that your gifts, your abilities, what you're doing, the manifestations of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, this is for and from God, through God, for the body. Note, make yourself aligned with God. Make yourself aligned with God. Because it's easy to get caught up and the enemy will allow you to think that you're more than what you think you are. <laughs> can't, nobody, can't nobody deliver water the way I deliver water. <laughs> can't nobody set the chairs up the way I set the chairs up. Can't nobody, right? And so when we start thinking about that, we allow ourselves to get puffed up. And Paul had to remind them it's not about you. As much as it's about you, it's not about you. Christ has blessed us according to what is best for the body. Christ has blessed us for what's best for the body. As, as pastor has said, if you are called to be the pinky toe inside the sock, inside the shoe, then be the pinky toe inside the sock, inside the shoe. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> if you, God has called you, God has called you, to a custodial ministry. If God has called you to the custodial ministry, then you'd be that. If God has called you to sing, then you sing. If he's called you to teach, then you teach. If he's called you to prophesy, then prophesy. If he's called you to heal, then heal. Because that's what's good for the body. It's not about you. It's about us. It's working together. And so, at the end of the day, God is in charge. God knows what he is doing. God chooses, not needs us, but he chooses us. God chooses us. He doesn't need us, but he chooses us. Yeah, all of us, these broken people, broken individuals, right? To come together, and he uses us to build up the body, to build up the community, to serve our community, to love on our neighbors. God does it. Not us. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. Who's the church? Yeah, did y'all think? Like, Hold on, is that us? I think we're the church. <laughs> I think we are the church, right? So we, the body, the people, we make up the church. Meditate on it. God chooses us in order to bring unity through us, through the believing of us. Looking at these verses, remember, Paul wants it to be put emphasis on diversity and unity. 
all these issues that Paul was addressing within the Corinthian letter. It's about division. Started off, remember, they was, I, I rock with Paul, I rock with Apollos, I rock with, it ain't about that. It's not about us, it's about, it's about God, it's about Christ. And so in our lives, we need to be putting God first. The majority of our, our warfare begins here and ends here. Majority of our warfare begins here, ends here. Our thoughts are so powerful that they can produce a good or an evil. Our thoughts are so powerful that they can produce a good or an evil. Remember the quote, be careful of your thoughts because your thoughts become your words and your words become your actions and your actions become your character. That quote it's powerful because our thoughts can produce a good or an evil. The Corinthians need to beware of two, uh, be aware of two dangers. Belittling themselves and then also belittling others. Belittling themselves and belittling others. Paul goes in death. Just because you can't speak in tongues does not mean that you're not important. Just because you can't prophesy does not mean that you're not important. Just because you can't preach does not mean that you're not important. Because when you think about how the city church, again, we got the praise team, we got the children, we got the AV ministry, we got the, if I, Pastor Burt is working on AV to make sure that the, the message goes beyond these walls. Think about how important that is, but, but he ain't preaching, but he's making sure the message goes beyond the walls. And the AV ministry is making sure that you can hear not just myself, but the praise team and the announcements that go forth every Sunday. So when you start thinking, well, I'm just an AV person. I'm just a, I don't, I'm not important. Uh-uh, that's how the enemy gets you, get you messed up. You, oh yeah, I'm not important and I'll just, they don't need me anyway. I'll just leave. Don't believe that. Everybody in here is valuable. Everybody in here is important. So we have to be careful like the Corinthians are belittling ourselves or belittling the others. Oh, you can't speak in tongues. What? what? That, that's what, how they were acting, like little kids. I can speak in tongues, but you can't. Look at me. Uh, you know, and how does that help? Right? How does that help? Because nobody knows what you're saying. Now they're arguing. But I don't even know what you're talking about. You're speaking a different language, but nobody understands you. So how does that help? So we have to understand that God, if we walk in the gift that God has given us, that's the best thing for us. And if we got people who are speaking in tongues and there's no interpreter, anyway, let me get into God. I want to place some thoughts on your heart before we get up out of here. Meditate on this. You are valuable. You are important. You are necessary. You are vital. You are significant. You are essential. But your value, hear me out, you are important, you're valuable, you're necessary, you're vital, you're significant, you're essential, but your value is not related to your race, to your finances, to your belongings, right, to that nice hair you got. None of your value is related to that. Your true value is what Christ has done for you. Your true value comes from Christ. So as we, uh, Brother Patrick, can you get that, um, that at the refrigerator? Can you get that for me? That, uh, out the back at the refrigerator, would you, can you get that for me? We got a, um, God gave me this, um, 
it's, it's, again, it's not deep. It's not profound. It's like the, the body. So you have the body. You think God gives us the body he, as an illustration. Everybody can't be a hand, right? Just think about that. You know how wicked my flesh is? Bring it on, bring it on down. This is what my flesh, you know, you know what my flesh thought about? The Adam family. Y'all remember that? I said, but the hand, the hand on the Adam family. Thank you, thank you. We're going to sit this right here. Let me move this out of the way so y'all can look. I see you looking. I've seen people licking their lips. Um, but my flesh went to the Adam family. Like, but the hand worked on Adam family. Like, it was just a hand. It didn't need no arms, no legs. Think about this. This is what my flesh thought about. And it was like, so I started watching videos of the hand, like, walking through the house. I'm like, how is it looking? Like, how does it know? It doesn't have a brain. How did it think to go, like, go talk to somebody? How did it know to snap? Like, how did it know to grab that, pick it up? Like, that's what was going on through my head. I said, the flesh is just wicked. Because you start justifying things. Well, first of all, I mean, I, there's people without arms. Yeah, you're right. But just here, go with me. This is the illustration that he gave. Because this is what we start doing. Well, I know some people and, you know, my auntie and she got one. <laughs> one body, many members. God gives this illustration because everybody don't need to be a hand. Because that's gross when you think about it. That's nasty. If everybody was just a big foot, if we were all feet in here, that would just be a little freaky. Especially I, some of our feet. Not everybody. Some of our feet. If we were all just one foot. Because I done seen some feet in my day. And look, I see people looking too like, oh, me too. And that foot, that foot wouldn't be able to walk for the Lord because it wouldn't work out. But in our lives, God has not called everybody to be a foot. He hasn't called everybody to be a hand. But you think about the body. When my hands are moving, it's working for the whole body, not just for itself. Right? Let somebody come in here and jump on me. These hands, right? These hands, it's not just going to be to protect my right hand or my left hand or my, or my leg. It's going to be protect the whole body. So as Christians, hear me, like, let's parallel. As Christians, right, some of you need to be that right hand. Because if somebody run up in here right now, DeAndre, I want you to be the first one to, ha, you ran up in here. Right hand. And we'd be like, thank you for the right hand. Amen. Thank you for the right hand. Right? And then Brother Patrick going to come with the left. That's the body working together to protect what? The common good of the believers. That's what it's about. Now, now, now we would be in trouble if it was just a foot. If somebody ran up in here, we just, we just one foot. We just, like it wouldn't work out too good for us. But God has called us to be one body, many members. So if we all work together, right? And you think about that, talked about if everybody was an ear, who going to smell like when the fire break out? Think about this. If you, I smell smoke. But if we just one big ear, I don't smell nothing. The church on fire. But wait, we don't have a mouth. We can't talk. Oh, oh, wait a minute. I hear you. I hear something. I, I hear it too. But how are we going? We can't talk to nobody because we just one big ear. This is what God is. So he gives this simple illustration. One body, many members. And then this is what he said. I like that he used the illustration. He didn't call nobody. Uh, 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 nobody. He said everybody's an ear or a foot, a hand. He didn't call nobody a head. Because the head belongs to somebody else. The head belongs to somebody else. So in our lives, 
right? You got the, the, the hand and the feet, but the head controls it all. The hand, I mean, the head tells the body what to do, right? The, the, the head tells that the hand when to swing. When we talked about that, that person run up in here, the, the, head, the body, the brain, right, is going to tell you to, to duck, right? It's going to let you get hit because it's the head. So how much more our Christ, our Savior, who's the head of our body? The holy body. Amen? So as we come to a close, um, we come to a close. I brought, uh, some of y'all can see that you can smell it too if you, um, Josh, you just smell this? Just let me know. Would you like a bite of that? Oh, yeah. You do? Yeah. Okay, that's gross. All right, <laughs> taste buds a little off. See, we talked about one, he got the ear, he didn't get the nose. You see this? You, you, okay, interesting. It's interesting, huh? Do you, it's a little bit of pesto, um, <laughs> some wafers, a little vanilla. Uh, a little bit of mold too. Um, so, I mean, you can, if you still want some, um, man, we could pass this around. But I, I wanted to use this illustration: is that uh, the body, many members, right? One body, many members. When you think about like this is slop right here, like this is disgusting. And typically, the church has a bad reputation. The church has a bad reputation. Uh, the community, the world doesn't want to partake in us, wants to reject us uh, because of how we've, some of us individually, but if collectively have treated them. All the people that I met who, you know, grew up in church or left the church, it's never because of what God did. That person hurt me, right? That hand, right? That foot. It's never, it was never the head. Amen. Uh, but this right here, um, mm, I smell it. And then now, this is one that you want to really look at. Yeah, you see that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, see, I, I knew we're not to bring it, amen? You mess up my presentation. Um, this cake right here, it's a caramel cake. Mm, I, I heard it. Mm. It's a caramel cake, and uh, shout out to my cousin Janine. If you want one, you can holler at her. Uh, this is delicious. Now, Gene and I had the honor and privilege to have one of these on our way out. And the cake that we had was like, it had melted and it was in a, in a bag, a freezer bag, and it was all broken. But it was so good, we were still dicking our hands in the bag, like eating crumbs and caramel. It was so that good. This is that same cake. This is a replica. But um, when you think about the, the ingredients that went into this cake, uh, they had to work together. They had to work together. Uh, the, the, the batter, right, you had the sugar. Uh, I think there was some eggs in there you got, right? Um, so the caramel, oh, the caramel, right? The flour. Those of you, anybody bake cakes? We're kind of quiet in here, like any ingredients. So you wanna, what else you put in the cake? Eggs, sugar. Uh, so y'all know y'all ingredients. Um, but we also need to be the ingredient. In the, inside this body. God has called us to be an ingredient. And when we are all that ingredient that God has called us to be, this is the result. This is what the world gets. This is what the world will rush to feast upon. Now, this on the other hand, right, we had somebody who wanted it, but... <laughs> but, right, they might eat this. They might want this. They might desire this because something is better than nothing. 
but how much more when we play our position, when we be what God has called us to be, when we're not arguing and bickering and fighting and dividing, and we've understood that God has called us to be one body with many members, understand that as much as it's about you, it's not about you. Be the ingredient that God has called you to be. Amen? Amen. God bless you.